Everybody's working. With that time, yours. Just when I thought that maybe we had gotten to a point where we all knew what could happen in a single weekend of football, that weekend happens. It it dawned on me this morning, actually, that of the four football games that we all watched this weekend, the most normal-seeming football game was the one where Josh McCown was making his his playoff debut, where, where Josh McCown... That yes, yes, he he did come back Matt Moore style from from high school coaching somewhere and into playing a football game and really was in a decent position to beat Russell Wilson. That was the most normal football game that we saw this weekend. Uh, I don't know how it makes me feel for the weekend upcoming when the Chiefs return to action, but I will say I had an excellent time watching football this weekend and the Chiefs getting that bye week looks pretty good I gotta say guys it's time's ours here on The Athletic I'm Josh Briscoe Nate Taylor Seth Kaiser Nate what was your football watching experience like this weekend oh man uh that was a great description by the way like I was having uh the rare Sunday afternoon with like my small group from my church and so I turned (laughs) they, they just don't see you like eight months at a time and then you show up again yeah, pretty much. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah shout out, shout out to everybody in, in, in the small group. But we hosted because you know ah, the bye week. Yeah. So we're 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 at our house. We go. We watch the entire end of the Saints Vikings game, which, oh, and then we turn the TV off. We do our you know our Bible study, and then it's like, hey, all right, let's turn the TV back on, see what's going on in the game. And it's like you know the kids are running around doing you know crazy stuff, and it's like, what? Wh- why is McCown in the game? Mm-hmm. Well, just well, oh, oh, okay. Oh, we're doing that now. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, but no, it was fun. I explained uh, like the ups and downs of the hysterical like wild card game where you know my man Josh Allen was out here like I'm about to get all the shine oh. and lateral behind my back to a guy who was not prepared. Uh, for such a situation, and watching Holly's expression of "What is he doing?" <laughs> he was being and the idea of being like, "Well, well, babe, I have no idea what he's doing. <laughs> like, uh, he's he's lost it." Uh, man, I in a weird way, I enjoyed Bills Texans more than any game this weekend, and it was the oh, first game, yeah. and it was like, "Oh my god!" And look, you got to go for two here, fellas, no doubt, because if you get two. You go up by three and see if they kick a field goal, then they tie you. I mean, just uh, just great. Just a great football game um, in the weirdest way possible. So my, my weekend was amazing uh, being at the house. How was how was yours there, uh, Mr. Seth? Well, what, what you want to do when you're trying to come back here, what they ought to do here on third down is run a quarterback draw and then spike it on to stop the clock. <laughs> <laughs> and now, you know, then on fifth down, then you'll kick the field goal. Dude, I look, you know, look, here's the thing. I mean, McFarland played. It's not like he doesn't know more about the game than I do. He does. but He does. But, like, oh. his commentary just brought amazing. that game to the next level. Yes. 
It added to like, the acid trip fever fever dream nature of it. Oh, absolutely. Yes. He, I was just like, did he just? Well, and then also like after after the the Bills had a bad play, they were like, oh, that took about a field goal range, and that was another where they were like, I thought they were on like the forty yard line. I'm something like, wow. So they were gonna they were gonna really kick a heck of a field goal there, huh? And then <laughs> it just, but like seriously, he would not stop with the quarterback draw. And like the, you know, yeah, I'm thinking they might run a quarterback draw here. Take advantage of his speed. I'm just like, there's like 40 seconds left, bro. Like, I I don't think that's what they're going to do. I mean, and he wouldn't stop and then said that, that they should spike it. And it was like, dude, it is third down. Let's I, think, let's walk this through. I, he, he, and here is this, the, God, this, I can't believe you put me in this position, Seth. The slightest defense specifically on that statement is I did have somebody tweet me and say maybe he was referring back to second down and saying that he wishes they would have just run it and then spiked it on third. And if that is what he was thinking, it was that was poorly relayed for a professional talker. Not that any of the three of us <laughs> haven't had one of those moments. But yeah, yeah, that's look, true. For, look. for me... As a, look, I, I just want to make this point. Everybody, like everybody knows, as they're listening to us, as it relates to Boogie McFarland, he is a true artiste on the Telestrator. That's that's all yeah. I'm gonna say. <laughs> yes. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite, my favorite thing was uh, my favorite thing for the entire football weekend. I think, honestly, in a weekend where, where the Patriots may have died, by the way. The Patriots may have ended. Yeah. And my favorite thing from the weekend was was Booger talking about how poised Josh Allen was for a first <laughs> half where he was like good, but also had some mistakes. Um and then the entire second half he was Josh Allen is just yeeting the football into <laughs> oh. the sky. He threw, oh my goodness! He threw a deep look. Patrick Mahomes has always been like, "Hey, I'll throw it to anybody who's open." Because like you know, Anthony Sherman on a wheel route. Why the hell not? Josh Allen was right. like, "I'll yeah, see your wheel route to a fullback, and I'm gonna throw a deep yes. post double coverage. Come get me!" <laughs> what? <laughs> Anytime you can throw a fifty-fifty ball <laughs> to to Patrick Demarco, who's covered by two secondary players, you have to you just do gotta it. Do it. Like Demarco. DeMarco's body language, I didn't know you could say, bruh, with body language when wearing a helmet while trying to catch a football. But he did it. You could see him, as he's trying to catch a football, you could see him going, bruh. Like, like, why would you do this to me? This isn't what I do. I'm a decoy. And it must have worked because there were two defenders over there. <laughs> right, the right. Had moved, Who obviously. Was open? But it's like, yeah, someone had to be open. And no, that, but seriously, though, the, the, the... The magnum opus. I mean, the, the 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 absolute, the Mona Lisa, the 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 crowning moment of Josh Allen's. You have no idea what I might do next. Was that back that lateral? I mean, yes. That was just. That was one of the most befuddling things I've ever seen. I like audibly gasped. <laughs> Because it was like a nice play. I was like, oh, man, Grace go. <laughs> I mean, I, I had no rooting interest in the right. game, and I gasped. I cannot imagine oh, what Bills fans I did. I mean, ho- look, Holly, this whole season has is, is obviously learned more football as we've gone along. But, like, even, like, she she screamed, like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, that, that's why this oh. is a joy, dear, because you, you literally don't know what's going to happen on, on any down. And, you know, Josh Allen understands that and was like, I'm going to use that to my benefit. 
Um, yes. And then your teammate has to throw the has to like basically tap the ball out of the end zone, and it's like, hey man, you had twenty yards. You you started off that drive great. We're gonna go fifteen yards backwards. <laughs> it's just like, what? <laughs> like what, are, what are we doing? Um, yeah. And yeah, you know, um, for the nightcap, which obviously determined the Chiefs' uh, opponent for this weekend, uh, Holly was like, well, the Patriots are winning, right? Like they're, they're winning, and I was like, yeah. uh, I'm like, babe, he's 42 years old, and it, yeah. it it has to end at some point. It just they didn't score in, in the second half. Yeah, it was yeah. bad. Well, that's because that's because the Titans established the run, Nate. Because they control the Henry, clock, Nate. Listen, because Derrick you know, Henry it's... ran the ball a lot, it meant the Patriots literally weren't allowed to have the ball at all. In fact, Josh, I don't think they had any possessions that second half, right? Because you know what the, they, the they rule is when you actually. establish the run, they take the ball away. Yeah, the Titans possessed the ball for thirty minutes. Now somehow they didn't score until that pick six at the end. But I'm pretty sure they had the ball the entire time. I blacked out. I was still hungover from Bills Texans, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure that the Titans only gave the Patriots their their possessions in the first half, and then just literally. Literally had Derrick Henry sit on the football, football for 30 minutes. Yep. <laughs> he like yeah. actually sit on it. Here's Act like, if, like he was incubating an egg. Yeah. <laughs> if, I can, can, yeah. <laughs> if I can expound on this for a moment, because I want to save us all a lot of heartache. It, would that be all right? Because go, I feel, go, I mean, friend. I'm pretty attached to, be, I'm pretty attached to playoff heartache. But if you want to get a jump yes. on it, I guess. The, well, here, what I mean by heartache is, you know, who I thought, I thought the run didn't matter. Look at that, the Titans won because Derrick Henry ran the ball 48 uh, times for 9,000 yards yeah. or whatever it was. Look, let me be clear. Obviously, stopping the run is better than not stopping the run. So when we say the running game doesn't matter, it do, it's not like it literally doesn't matter. It's just it matters so much less. But I'm going to walk through why the Patriots actually lost that game. So I'm just in the second half right now. Punt, 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 mm-hmm. punt, mm-hmm. interception, mm-hmm. touchdown, fumble. Th- those are the, those are the, and some of those, you know, are really short possessions. Yeah, the, the three and out on on the second to last drive was just like nauseating. Yeah. It was like, wait, what? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. They the the three and out. The Patriots went three and out. They got the ball with. I mean, so I mean, the the Patriots had the ball f- one, two, three, four times. They got the ball down one, and that's if you don't include the drive to end the half. Which let me see, they only got the ball with like twenty eight seconds left, so maybe you don't count that, right? So they had four I love drives. How much, I love how much farther you get away from the microphone every time you're like adding a stat. You're like, by the time, I'm, by I'm, the time you've gotten computer, all the numbers here. Um, so anyway, so honestly, so, what it really looks like. <laughs> I'm not checking my com- <laughs> I'm not checking my computer right now. Anyway, so here here's like the thing looking, to like, understand. Nate, Nate, it's like he's looking under his desk to find more stats. <laughs> <laughs> so it, you you have to keep this in mind. If you're someone that believes that the Titans won that game because of their run game, just remember the Patriots had literally four absolutely awesome chances to take the lead in that game. The run game wins you games if your defense is awesome. And what that really means is your defense won you the game, not the the run game. And it's just like when the Chiefs lost to the Steelers years ago in the playoffs and everyone was like, oh, it's because their run defense stunk. It's like, no, it's because the Chiefs scored like 13 points. Ironically, I think that's what the Patriots scored. So please, please, please take that into account. Understand that the Patriots had a ton of opportunities to win this game. And they just, their offense stinks. 
And so, no, this was not the the great. Hey, the run defense has redeemed itself. This was when your when your defense is awesome, you are or or the opposing offense stinks. You got a good <laughs> chance to win the game if you can hold a team to thirteen points. You've got a great chance at winning that game. That's what this taught us. I, yeah, yeah, I just I'm so frustrated with the discourse I'm seeing on this game. Yeah, hey, hey, Seth, uh, can you can you remind me how many points did the Titans score in the second half? The Titans. <laughs> I'm glad you brought about, this what about, up. What about what about offensive points the Titans scored? In the yeah, second yeah, yeah. Half? Can you just I mean, make it a little simpler. In my in my mind, that game is 14, 13. Like, don't even mm-hmm. sure. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. pick six, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that may be. Yeah, that Tom was Brady's. with 15 seconds right, left the, from the yeah. goal line. And the reason mm-hmm. why just want to just, just clarify. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the reason the why he's Titans, throwing, yeah. and the reason why he's yeah. throwing that pass is because it's going to be a hook and ladder or like, hey, let's 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 get let's get really weird, you know, for the next <laughs> however many seconds before they tackle us. So, right. you know, shout out to Logan Ryan for you know the 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 DB jumped the route and he caught it and, and obviously scored. But like, honestly, like even in Pro Football Reference, that game should be thirteen fourteen for the rest of time. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is so true. And it's just we only remember the final score. And yes, the tight. I mean, I'm so glad you asked me that question, Nate. That is just like the Titans scored no points, no points in the second half. <laughs> All that, so everyone could be like, "Oh man, Derrick Henry dominated that game. He ran the ball 34 times, and it resulted in zero second half points." That just goes to show. You know why? Because Tannehill stunk. Like that's that's yeah. he was still better key. than Tom Brady, which is insane. Yeah, he was, yes. <laughs> he was so still insane. he was still marketably better than Tom Brady. Hey, we need a we need a completion on third down. Who do you trust? And it's like Ryan <laughs> Tannehill. Yeah, I think I trust I think I trust Ryan Tannehill. But I, uh, also on the Titans point score, by the way, I mean the first the first drive did end in a in a passing touchdown. Their second touchdown drive was almost completely Derrick Henry. Um, yeah, the uh, the the twenty two yard pass to Henry wasn't a twenty two yard pass by Tannehill, and th- that was that was a Derrick Henry drive. Um, also, I know this isn't a full picture. Please don't tweet me about how this is an incomplete thing. I just think this is hilarious. Um, but the Titans average zero point zero eight EPA uh, per play running the ball, and zero point zero seven EPA per play th- throwing it. Like that's hilarious. That is so, hysterical so- to me. Even in the most dominant run game, in a game where your passing game stunk, your passing yes. game moved the needle about as much as the run game. That, that, per that's, play, right. Not In mass, it didn't because they, they, they ran it way more than they threw it. But yes, on a per play basis, almost identical amounts of, of needle moving there. Yep, EPA being expected points added, which is uses an algorithm based on all games of the last, like, you know, however many years. And, you know, when you go from first and 10 on the 50 to you get a first down and it's first and 10 on the 30, you're more likely to score. So you've added expected points just for anyone who like, you know, we say things like EPA and that kind of stuff. And I don't want to be exclusionary, Joshua. That's fair. I had to explain it on the radio yesterday and I literally said something like, so expected points added. It's like on a per play basis throughout the context of recent NFL history, it's like how many points you've expected to have added on a certain play. And then I immediately (laughs) just sort of threw myself off the balcony. (laughs) (laughs) well done that was a very that was so you mcfarland it you just i i will say i would argue the the very least that it it was i disagree it wasn't active misinformation it just wasn't super (laughs) helpful so i don't think hey sometimes sometimes booger gives really good information it's like well what they're gonna want to do with their they're down seven with two minutes left they're gonna want (laughs) to score here <laughs> it's like right. yes. occasionally he talks. Occasionally he talks in Magic Johnson tweets. 
<laughs> yes. And, and, uh, and again, and look, I couldn't do better. If you think about trying to commentate a game mm. in live action, that stuff's hard, man. Like, just think of all the idiotic stuff we say on this podcast. And that's not even live. Yeah, earlier... No, earlier earlier today, Nate said that the bank, the uh, Bills had to hit that that uh, Josh Allen uh, lateral. He said they had to hit it out of the back of the end zone, and they didn't. It was out of bounds. I just wasn't going to correct him because I thought well, we were going to move know. on from it. But you know, now we circle back. We already did it once. This I said the EPA thing literally yesterday. Also, just for, in case anybody doesn't know, here's a here's a Magic Johnson tweet. Just watched another incredible NFL playoff game. Kirk Cousins played big in Minnesota's overtime road win against New Orleans, twenty six to twenty. He's, he, his Twitter account is occasionally the AP wire. It is so. Oh, that is exactly the joke I wanted to make. That's awesome. It, get in quick. Yeah. The, somebody, somebody. I can't. I, I'm trying to find the tweet as we bring Booger back up. But the 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 tweet last night that was just. I mean, wow, just just amazing was. <laughs> Hey, this is, you know, just imagine a, a broadcast booth with whoever the play-by-play man is. Hey, maybe it's Al Michaels, and it's Chris Collinsworth on one side and Booger McFarlane on the other side. And <laughs> the joke on Twitter was, hey, um, man, you know, Chris Collinsworth saying, man, you know, it really sucks. It's his first playoff game. You know, I'm not really sure what state, you know, Carson Wentz is in right now. It, it's just a tough, it's just a tough day for him. And Booger McFarlane going, hey, Chris, he's in Pennsylvania. Like, we know what state he's in. He's in Pennsylvania. We're, we're right here. So, so it's just, yeah. Uh, this is also totally unrelated, but it's it's sort of breaking for us, and still probably yeah. will be for some people later. Uh, Ron Parker retired officially, like like ten minutes ago. And when you think of the legacy of Ron Parker, Eric Berry is right next to him because he never played yes. better without Eric Berry as his do everything safety as he played the deep zone. So yeah, um, hey man, he he, he lasted was, a lot. He lasted a lot longer in the NFL than yep. than what it looked like the first couple years of his career. Any statistics, any game logs you want to look at, and then he and then he, he joined Eric Berry, and they, he was like the ultimate uh, Robin to Eric Berry's Batman. Yeah. He had a couple years. I mean, there that was he, was he was very good. Yeah, that was probably the best duo that the Chiefs had at safety. I mean, I don't. You might you might be able to make start making an argument for Thornhill Matthew, but I mean, that would, that's probably the only thing that's close to Barry and Parker whenever they are both healthy and at their best. I'd imagine, right? When they when they had uh, Barry Parker and Abdullah were all there yeah. and all healthy. That was a yeah. great trio. They were excellent. I mean, that was one of the reasons why they why Bob Sutton got away with, you know, Suttoning all over the place. Is that they they really they they had so much talent mm. at safety, and so that that's, that's the term, a, by the way. Yeah, it makes. A, I don't like it. Sutton. I don't like that as a term or an idea. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about what we learned about the rest of the AFC before we talk about the fact that it's it's Chiefs Texans this weekend. Um, well, we obviously will have Friday's show to really get into that. So we can, we can circle back there, but, uh, we, we barely mentioned the Patriots like that again, they might just be done. Like for, for all of the things about their offense being terrible, I, I did sort of hit me with about two minutes left in that game right before Brady threw that pick six like oh this really could be the end like we could be watching the 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 big bad monster die towards the end of the movie like maybe we should take a second and appreciate what we're seeing here 
Um, do you guys have, and I'm not asking for like, a, you know, the, the inside scoop or whatever, obviously, but did, did that game give you any sort of hunch about where Brady plays next year, if he plays next year, where the Patriots go from here and all that, Nate? Man, it's... It's 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 going to be a fascinating offseason for a lot of reasons, but the way the AFC has shifted in a in less than in less than a full year, right? Like if we think about the Super Bowl last year and the Patriots coming back and doing more Patriots stuff and somehow winning that game, um, nobody thought Lamar Jackson was going to be this good. Like I'm not mm-hmm. even sure if people in Baltimore knew this uh, was coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Chiefs have a defense now. Uh, Derrick Henry is resembled, you know, Derrick Henry is running like he's still the best high school football player that's, like, ever existed to play the running back position all of a sudden. I mean, it's it's bizarre. And for Brady and Belichick, I, I mean, I, I tend to agree with what Collinsworth said last night, which is, like, it makes sense. He was only given a one-year deal. He gonna be forty three. He doesn't want to retire, but they don't really want him back. Robert Kraft's kind of stuck in the middle, but like you gotta move on at some point. So like, I think that trio was probably done. Um, and Deshaun Watson could just take on anybody. I mean, he can just yeah. That's the scary part about Sunday, right? Is like, hey, the Bills defended him about as well as you can, honestly, and that'll get lost in all of this because of Josh Allen's craziness, Booger McFarland. Uh, you know, JJ Watt got a lot of praise for like I don't know two snaps. <laughs> just- oh, hey, I actually I actually have this written in the notes. Since you mentioned, it, I was going to ask now. Did you uh, here? I'm going to read verbatim the the question that I wrote for you both. <clears throat> hey, did you guys know that JJ Watt is back, and also he has a brother who plays football, professional football, no less. Wow, what a story! <laughs> what a story! And like, yes, his sack was important, but like at some point you got to score. And like Deshaun Watson's mm-hmm. the story. It's not. It's not JJ Watt. Like it's mm-hmm. like. Uh, part of me wants to be like, look, even if if Watt doesn't sack Josh Allen there, how much faith do I have in Josh Allen completing a third and medium completion to get them either into the end zone or closer to the end zone in the red zone? Like, I, I, I mean, it's a it's a toss up. Does it help? Sure, but like, yeah, Deshaun Watson's really good. So, um, so if you're the Chiefs, this is this is kind of the moment. You know, the window sort of opened up. I think a little bit more this weekend. And, and, you know, in terms of football toss-up, I really think Texan, I really think Titans-Ravens is really a toss-up because both teams just run the ball well and neither team is good at coming from behind by multiple touchdowns. So, like, who gets who gets the advantage quickly and, and can they maintain it uh, from the trenches standpoint? Because, like, I mean, look, this will only be Lamar Jackson's second playoff game. So, if you want to get him now... You know, this is a good spot for Tennessee to try to to try to do that, and I just feel like the I just feel like the window kind of opened up a little bit more for the Chiefs after these wild card games, particularly in the AFC, just because so much has shifted. But for the Chiefs, they still have Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, a you know improving defense. And you don't have to play Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, you know, the greatest duo of all time. Seth, if I give you that whole that all that all that space to play in, what's your, what's the first sort of takeaway, the first thought for you in the in the Patriots conversation? Um, I think I think Brady looks pretty much done. I mean, he's not a bad quarterback by any stretch of the imagination. Um, he'd be an upgrade to to some teams, but I mean. I'm still scared of them because I've always harbored this fear 
that the reason the Patriots are great is not Tom Brady, it's Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. And I'm really afraid, and I know this is terrible, but I'm really afraid that they're going to grab another quarterback next year and be better because it's actually been Belichick all along. And I get Tom Brady's great. I get he's crazy and was such a great, and when I say crazy, I mean that like in a compliment, like in terms yeah, of right. competitiveness, being the dude that shows up at 4 a.m. You know, just he's nuts. But I it just, Belichick scares me. And so I'm not ready to, like everyone thinks, oh, Tom Brady's going to be gone. Tom Brady was sort of a little bit of a liability this year. And it's just kind of like, it's kind of like when Manning finally retired from the Broncos, people were like, oh yeah, Peyton Manning will be gone. But, you know, <laughs> if they put it, now he, now Brady didn't throw a zillion picks like Manning did that year. Mm-hmm. But I just, I'm, I'm still, I'm curious what they look like if they like say, you know, grab, you know, Cam Newton or like, you know, I mean there there are guys available. What if what if Bill Belichick picks up Andy Dalton and makes him look great? So, you know, like I'm so glad you I said just, that. Because here's the th- I don't this is you guys each he just made, said what he the, won eleven me, games with Matt Castle. Like it it can happen. Right. <laughs> right. But also, like, I don't know if the two of you have ever said two things and two different answers back to back where I've gone, oh, well, I disagree with that completely. Like, honestly, it makes me nervous. It's like, what am I missing here? Um, I. Something. You were your own why man, they, Josh. Why would, why would they go get Andy Dalton? Why, like, why would, you know who's backing up Tom Brady right now? It's Jarrett Stidham. That, unless, unless Belichick thinks that Jarrett Stidham can do it or if they're going to draft somebody and immediately throw him in, which feels so unpatriot to me. I don't know. I, I I don't know why they would decide, you know what, I'd rather have Andy Dalton for one year while we prepare someone else, rather than just put that dude behind Tom Brady, see, we're going to run it back one more time, and then Brady can either go somewhere else or retire afterwards. Like The biggest advantage would be, would be cap space, yeah. but the difference between Andy Dalton and Tom Brady might be $10 million. I mean, in a, in a in a in a huge in a huge cap disparity there. I don't know what Andy Dalton's going to end up making, but like, why? Who would you rather have between? And who would you rather have for the Patriots? I would add, yeah. For next year, Andy Dalton, Tom Brady, Ryan uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Whenever you start going into yes. all of those guys, Ryan Fitzpatrick <laughs> would be great. Whenever you start going into all those guys, like the continuity of the dude who's been there for for the decade plus, kind of. Makes sense to me. Now, I don't know why they weren't they weren't preparing another quarterback this whole time, like they were basically every time before this. Well, they tried, and then and then and then right. Jimmy mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo was traded for a second round pick. Yeah, <laughs> right. They, so, I mean, they, they tried. For me, is why why they didn't try to do that again after Tom Brady him. was like over my dead body. <laughs> right, right, right. And so th- I do think there could be behind the scenes stuff there that splits that all off, but like. As far as quarterback play goes, Tom Brady looks done on a Brady scale, but he also looks like a better quarterback than Andy Dalton. Like, again, the husk of Peyton Manning looked like a better quarterback than Andy Dalton. That was five years ago. Well, it, Dalton was just an example. I, 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 I just don't. Think but I, but Tom I think Brady's... it's, a, I think it's a legit one though, because because there aren't Cam Newton would Cam Newton would be a different story. Yeah. But like, I don't, I don't think that they would do themselves any favors with. 
Kyle Allen or even Nick Foles, like, or Garner Minshew for that matter. Like, those dudes are all, again, Belichick could probably do stuff with all of them, but if they're going to do that, just draft somebody. Well, this well, th- well, this is the issue. Like, do they have the draft capital to move up to get a quarterback? I- I'm not really sure. And mm-hmm. what Randy Moss said yesterday I thought was important because – I mean, Nikhil Harry is probably the only skill position player you can arguably bring back next year. Like, like in terms of, like, guys who are actually cooked, unless he was so injured that it compromised everything he was doing on the field on Saturday. I mean, Julian Edelman looks – I mean, he looks toast. Um, right. And, and, and that's and – cra- Hey, if you're Bruce Arians, would you not kill a man with your bare hands to have Tom Brady throw passes to those weapons instead of having Jameis Winston throw it to the other team? It, it, yeah, you, you 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 might be onto something there, Josh. Uh, <laughs> Would you not, but, Seth? Bruce Arians is a vertical based offense. You're gonna have you're gonna have Brady another year older. Be like, all right, we're gonna run 50, a bunch 50 of deep balls routes. all day. I 50, just 50 I, balls. again, I'm thirty. I'm thirty four. And this summer, when I got involved in a very slight fracas that was not my fault at all, and I had to tackle someone and wrestle around with them for one minute, I was sore for days. Now I probably don't take as good a care of my body as as like Tom Brady I'm, does. Thank probably. you for not I'm not me sure. say it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm I, I'm not sure. We we don't know. Like we've never stood next to each other shirtless, so we don't know. So it's just a hypothetical. But anyway, he's going to be another year older. I just uh, honestly, if I had to pick right now to start a team around Jameis Winston or Tom Brady, right now I'm taking Winston. That's right. That just happened to your yeah. ears. Yeah, and I mean it's. <sighs> It's, I mean, I don't, Bruce Arians wouldn't. I don't think. Like, I, they, I think. I think he thought he could fix him this year, and then he went thirty for thirty, and not the ESPN documentary. Yeah, although he should probably get tremendous. one. So just great. Tremendous. He ended the season on a pick six. I mean, gosh, that was <laughs> so great. So did Brady. So did Brady. They're the same person. Oh, Brady and Tom Brady are the same, same person guy. now. We're, we are Checkmate. literally in the NFL so twilight zone. Um, but here's the yeah. issue, Josh. Like. I mean, Randy Moss was like, "Get this dude some players, man. Get him some help." The issue with that is, who is signing up to go to New England next year? Like, who can you, mm-hmm. who can you really get in free agency to be like, okay, now, like maybe you sign a one-year prove-it deal, but that's a lot of risk because you know football's painful. Mm-hmm. Um, and who's gonna sign up to play with a forty-three-year-old quarterback? Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, uh, I mean, hey, being coached by Bill Belichick—that is a bonus for any player. In the league, for obvious reasons. But, like, you got to have somebody to throw you the ball if you're a running back, tight end, wide receiver. Like, I think it's time. And they invested in that, by the way. Like, yeah, they they, they tried. Mohamed Sanu and and Uh Nikhil Harry. And those dudes were invisible. Or they, well, they were blanketed, honestly. They could not get separation. Fair, fair, fair. That's fair. They were invisible to Tom Brady because there was perpetually a different color jersey between him and them. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the crazy thing in, like, the night and day of, of Wild Card Weekend versus divisional round in the AFC is that um, there are two teams that are incredibly, like, speedy on offense. And mm-hmm. the Ravens and the Chiefs. And so what we watched, I felt like this past weekend was like the 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 the, the come to life version of my 1984 playbook where it's like 35 <laughs> keep handing the ball to Derrick Henry but now it's like you know there's going to be speed all over the field in these in these two games this weekend in the AFC and so we're going to get more modern football versus last week where it's like man they are really relying on a broken down Julian Edelman a possession receiver 
who is literally blanketed in Muhammad Sanu, and Nikhil Harry, who, hey, when you're a rookie planning your first playoff game, usually doesn't go well. Like, not everybody's DK Metcalf, you know? Not, not every, like, the bright, the lights do get brighter. Like, the, the game plan gets harder. Like, they are, like, the Titans are so physical that they are, in some ways, a spitting image of what the Patriots used to be. Like, relying on all that, and by the way, your Titans Ben Watson, and he made one catch in the first quarter and then was invisible for the remainder of the game because, like, he's Ben Watson. Yep. He's, like, super-duper, like, past his prime, like, they just where was he going? Like in some ways, the all the all the eyes and all the cameras are on Tom Brady, but it's like who who did that guy trust? And like he was throwing the ball to Philip Dorsett, who's like a journeyman, and even he yeah. was like slightly opened. But like yeah, I, I don't know. It's just it's hard for Tom Brady to stay. I, I think if I was advising Brady, I would be like. Everybody will remember you 10 years now for you in a Patriots uniform. Nobody will remember mm-hmm. what uniform you're in next unless you win, unless you go to a Super Bowl or a conference championship game. But, like, it's time, dog. It's time to it's time to walk away. It's time Be your own man, you know? Like, do whatever you got to do. And, and um, Bill Belichick yesterday in his, in his end-of-season State of the Union was like, I don't stop asking me about Tom Brady, which is almost a yeah. way of signaling that, like, I know what the issue is. It's I have a 42 yeah. going on 43-year-old quarterback. I think despite Seth's uh despite Seth's disagreement, I think Bruce Arians, Matt Nagy and Anthony Lynn should have a cage match <laughs> and just winner gets Brady. <laughs> I, if, I, if the, can we can we televise this? <laughs> oh god, yes. Is, is Nagy, Arians, and, and Lynn? I got a bad yeah. feeling for Nagy and Arians. Like <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. I yeah, think, I, honestly, I, I was just going by team and not which coach is jacked. And then I, mean, I listen. I feel like Matt Nagy might be scrappy. Bruce Arians might have yeah. might be might have some some sneaky uh, yeah. dad strength. Yeah, yeah old man strength, strength in there. Yeah. But but no, nah, Lynn. It. That that just give both of those two. She's like, nah, you can have them. That's cool. And I just <laughs> if I I hope if the Chargers move on from Rivers, if they want to go to Tom Brady, I'm perfectly comfortable with that. Because I, I also think I, it just would be I, fun as hell. It like, would be I would so lo- I think fun be if Tom Brady was in fun. a Chargers uniform two two times a year. Oh, sign me up. Yeah. Prime time, ESPN, Burger Farland, saying all sorts of I, crazy yeah. stuff about Tom Brady's yeah. legacy. I just, I just can't see Brady going to a division with a team like the Chiefs in it, and then to a team. I would assume it matters to him going to like a fan base that would be like excited about him. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it would be such a different experience going from Foxborough to you know, hey, look, eight of our fans showed up. I mean. That that's weird. I think it took a toll on Rivers, just for the record, like psychologically yeah. this year and last year. I think that was I think that was hard. You know, showing up, it's like every game is a road game. Every game is a road game. That's got to be hard. But I don't know. I I fear Belichick more than I fear Brady. Always have. So I'm curious to see what they look well, like I mean, next yeah, year. If I were them, Belichick's. I'd Belichick isn't going to degrade with age, like I mean, because he's not—he doesn't get hit by Chris Jones. So, <laughs> I, I think that's fair. I think that comes from a from a good place. Um, we could talk about this more, and we will probably talk about it more this off season. But I asked for some mailbag questions uh, this morning, and we got lots of very good ones. So uh, we'll we'll talk about Chiefs Texans on Friday. That's for subscribers of the yes. Athletic. So if you're listening to this free today, uh, come back on Friday and go to theathletic.com/slash/timesars. 
and uh, you can get a deal there. Check out the deals that we have across the athletic and, and you'll get, if you pay for the athletic, you're getting the whole deal. So it's all the stuff that all three of us write and all the stuff that anyone with the athletic writes. There's not a athletic Kansas City payment and an athletic NFL payment and an NFL uh, European soccer payment. No, it's all together all the time. So go to theathletic.com slash timesars. We will preview the game, obviously, on Friday a lot. Um, but could you guys just give sort of a um, a teaser for what you're working on this week? I want to make sure you have time to get some of these questions. Um, yeah. And I'm I'm excited for what both of you guys are writing this week. Yeah, so for me, it's uh, I think the first story that will come out, um, maybe it's out by the time you are listening to this. And uh, thank you for, you know, being along the ride with us all year. But I'm going to write about McCole Hardman. And then I did not write this in October because, you know, some of us are, like, kind of smart. But, like, when I say <laughs> some of us, I mean, like, the three of us. Um, but, you know, Tyron Matthew, revenge game. Because yes, so much of October yeah. so much of October was about Carlos Hyde revenge game. And he literally had his revenge. And it was probably one of his best games of the season, weirdly. Um, but how will Tyron Matthew take on the challenge of – Choosing to leave Houston for Kansas City and then having both teams meet in the AFC division round. It's a really good storyline. And then I have some I have an idea about Frank Clark. If it happens, cool. If it doesn't, cool. <laughs> if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. Uh Seth, what I know you you've got something that you, you said you're still working on the headline of, but I'm very excited about this conceptually. Sure. I'm working on an article right now, um, if for lack of a better term, uh how to avoid making some pretty common mistakes when, when watching or discussing the NFL um, in terms of how you see the game. One thing I found the longer that I do this job is that a lot of people believe a lot of things that are, how do I say this? Um, completely <laughs> and totally and irrevocably wrong. And, and part of that, that's not people's fault. Like, this isn't just like fans. This is one of those, oh, fans are so dumb. This is like things that like broadcasters say and not like, you know, you should spike the ball on fourth down stuff, but like, (laughs) oh, that guy was wide open, you know? And like, and so like certain things, I just want to, I'm writing about how to avoid some common traps, like the example of, you know, the classic screenshot. Oh, look how wide open this guy was after the quarterback threw to this other guy. Well, that's because the entire defense moved towards the ball guys and and i'm gonna provide you know some 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 videos and some still shots to just demonstrate how fast defenders are and how inaccurate that type of approach to the game is and just maybe some ways to watch as kind of a smarter fan and give you a chance to kind of be the well actually guy when you're watching the the game with your friends or gal you know no one like no one minds being the well actually gal either my wife's been a very successful wife doing that and so you can you, you can be that person that's like well actually he wasn't really open until after the quarterback wound up and threw the ball if you'll notice the inside linebacker moved along with it and everyone likes being that guy come on let's be honest we no, all everyone do. does i just got i just i just tripped and fell over the phrase very successful wife and so i got kind of distracted <laughs> by, by that yeah no yeah i really talked myself into a corner there and i was hoping if i just yeah. pushed past it it would be fine um yeah. But anyway, so that's what I'm working on. I'm working on probably like five or six things, like kind of like almost do's and don'ts when you're watching the game. Um, just ways to avoid just being that guy, you know, that, that oh, well, you should have thrown it there. Don't be that guy. Nobody likes that guy. And I'm even using a deleted tweet 
by Tyron Matthew, which I can't find a screenshot of the tweet, but one of my favorite moments of this season when people were just killing Bashad Breland after his pick of Tom Brady, like, oh, he got roasted in man coverage so bad. Tyron Matthew just says, that's not the coverage we were in, LOL. And then he deleted it. And we talked about it last week. Yes, that you know, yes. like Steve Spagnuolo was like, bruh, what are you doing? Like, and you guys both do a better Spagnolo impression than I do. So whatever it is that he said to him, because that came down quick, because players aren't allowed to discuss scheme. And Frank Clark alluded to this in the article. Uh, Nate, you got a couple great quotes from him. When when we wrote about the Chiefs pass rush a couple weeks back, yes. Clark, when he was talking about Chiefs fans, he's like, hey, you know, sometimes they take this kind of personally. It was clear he heard the voices. And he's like, he basically said in a nice way, because he didn't want to tick off the fan base, that people don't know what they're talking about. And there are ways to avoid some of the more obvious traps. And so that's what I'm writing about. And then I might actually take a look at uh, the October game and why I'm not that worried about what happened that game. Not that the Chiefs can't lose. Anything can happen. But, like, just just as a preview, go look at the inactives list from back in October. Mm-hmm. That was like that was like that was like the margarine of Chiefs. It was the diet coke of Chiefs. It was the yeah, just you know, it's a Doctor Evil spit. Oh, okay, Josh, Doctor Evil is a character <laughs> from a series of movies called Austin Powers, which is a parody of spy movies. Think like James Bond. But not. Seth, we started this show like 15 minutes late today. I really want to get to some questions from the mailbag. I'm sorry. Also, the uh, the Cowboys just hired Mike McCarthy. Yep. Uh, can I give Can I give uh, 10 seconds of analysis really quick? Go. You guys mind? <clears throat> <laughs> That'll fix everything! <laughs> oh! That concludes my ten seconds of analysis. I thought my Austin Powers. Uh, let's was go funny. to uh, let's go to some questions. What do you guys say? <laughs> let's do it. Would anyone else like five seconds of analysis? <laughs> I got a little light at it. I laughed so hard. Okay, fine. Here's your five seconds of analysis. They they hired a coach that they weren't <laughs> sure was going to fix things schematically with the talent that they have, and then they went and got a coach who uh-huh. didn't necessarily fix things schematically with the talent he had. So, uh huh. Correct. I just I just hope Mike McCarthy's on that Steve Spagnuolo. I took a year away plan, and now I'm fully <laughs> fully engaged, and I know what the hell I'm doing. Uh, or I've taken bits and pieces and put them into my own um, coaching. That's that's the hope. I just want to see a, a coach come back and literally run every play he saw Andy Reid run. Like that would be hilarious. Like, there were stories. There were stories like a year ago about Mike McCarthy skipping meetings to get mas- like to get a massage. Like. That was that was real. On. That was real. That was uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, future Hall of Famer. You know, was like, hey, I don't, I don't hate this him. guy. I don't need Hates him. him. <laughs> yeah, wishes he was dead. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, wild. Okay, yeah. Uh, let's go rapid fire through some of these. Um, uh, from Andrew, what are you more confident in, Deshaun Watson's skill at quarterback or Bill O'Brien's ability to bleep over his team? <laughs> The things that Deshaun Watson has to do on a week-to-week <laughs> basis is almost criminal. <laughs> like, do you not, do they not know about a blitz? Like, like <laughs> at some point in the second half, the Bills are like, why are we even disguising it? Just send men to him, you know? And it's like, and Deshaun is like, hey, guys, you know, there's these things called hot routes. When you, when you see a defender come my direction, 
can someone run one of those? Because like, <laughs> that would be terrific. ESPN had like the spider cam, and guys are running 15 yards down the field, and like there's eight guys like chasing after Deshaun Watson. It's like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> so yeah, from a Koji standpoint, wow, man. I mean, how they win the division two years in a row with like all in moves, like it just Deshaun Watson is great. He's so great. <laughs> but yeah, um, Steve Spagnolo. I don't know what his game plan is. Obviously, you know, Seth will kind of explain that in his article coming up. But, like, the Bills were, like, just blitz him. And guess what? It was supposed to, like, they were going to win the game. And then Deshaun Watson was like, I just, fine. No one's running hot routes. I will do this on my own. And he somehow did it. Like, yeah. that's incredible. Um, uh, Bill O'Brien is going to be coaching the Cowboys in 10 years. Yeah. Bill O'Brien must um, be tremendous in meetings. Like, he must be so <laughs> awesome. You know, like, there are some people, they just interview really well. It's not like O'Brien doesn't know what he's talking about. I've watched some of his coaching clinic videos. They all are very, they make sense. Anytime I watch Watson play, and make no mistake, they have talent, especially if Will Fuller's back. Fuller scares me. Yes. They've got talent in that receiving mm-hmm. core, a lot of it. But, like, because of the scheme and because of that line, every time I see Watson play, I just think of, like, I think it was at the end of, like, Avengers 2 or something, where Thanos almost like grabs the infinity gauntlet he's like fine i'll do it myself that is like deshaun the life deshaun watson is living um we will talk again we'll we'll talk more again on friday for subscribers come on around guys but adam had a question that just said please talk extensively about fuller's groin and how all of our hopes and dreams rest on its powers to destroy us (laughs) and it's just such a well-phrased question that i wanted to acknowledge it today um we will talk more about fuller and, and the texans on friday though um, from, uh, Sam, what's your confidence percentage headed into this game with Houston? Um, just give me a percentage and a sentence, each of you. Um, my confidence is high just because I think nothing in the first game really matters. And one team has Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and the other team doesn't. And it's at home. Percentage? 80. I was going to say 80. Seth? 81. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's the price is right. Oh, there style. he goes. Ding, 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 um, ding, ding. He's now <laughs> playing for a car. Yeah. Uh, from Colin on Twitter, I want us to just say the answer to this one at the same time. I'll count us down in a second. All the Chiefs beat writers slash media members are in a Hunger Games type situation. Who comes out victorious and why? Don't say it yet. On, I'm gonna just count us. I'm gonna. You, you said you need a second, Seth. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just trying to think because there's That's a fine. lot of people there. There are a lot of people I, there. You know what? I think I know. Um, Nate, you have your answer in mind. I imagine. <sighs> I mean, sure. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna count it down. Who, say in one, terms two, of three. who wins? Who wins? Yeah, just who wins? Just the name of who wins. I'm gonna go one, two, three, and then after three, we'll all say. I, I'm. I'm guessing the same name. Ready? One, two. Three, Herbie. Herbie. Yeah, Herbie. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, in some ways, I'm like, he's already, like, like he should be the commissioner of this because we already That's know he would point. win. That's for, a good point. You know, he would be. Obviously, his service to our country, and we cannot thank him more. Um, but, like, if it's in the non-Herbie division. If ah, he's running it, that's a good question, actually. Yeah, if he's the commissioner. I, I, I want Herbie to be the commissioner overseeing this from a technicality rule standpoint and from uh, – He's the guy with the, hey, he's he, the guy with the beard and uh, he, he's yeah, the game his, master. 
his banner is already hanging in the rafters. We don't. That's we don't a need great to, call. We don't, yeah. we don't need to see call. him destroy all of us. If you if you want to know why we're all this confident about this, guys, tell me if I'm wrong here. And I've never met Herbie personally. I've spoken with him a few times. You know, we've interacted quite a bit, but. He is like the guy, like all the rest of us would be dropped in there and we'd be looking around and like maybe at best, some of us would be like, okay, okay, I guess we got to do this. Herbie would be like, yes, <laughs> let's do this. I'm sharpening this stick already. Oh my goodness. This is great. I've, I've just somehow turned this water into fresh water. Like he would be stoked about this. Like not to actually kill people. You did but just, just make the competition it sound like aspect Kirby of it. is a bloodthirsty killing machine, which is not what I was gonna do. But like the physical contest of it all, you know what I mean? Like he'd be like the survival aspect. He'd be stoked about that. Like again, not the harming people. Herbie's a really nice guy. But that part, he would be like, "Yes, this is gonna be fun." And the rest of us would be like, "Oh man, this is gonna be hard." And so that's why we're all very certain because Herbie's just got this energy that just. I don't have. That's true. <laughs> I'm tired. That's true. You do have five kids. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Seth, that might be the I, most now, rested now. you get in your life, actually, during the Hunger Games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Guys, just let me hide in the corner. So I have a I have a dark horse theory to okay. this. Um, okay. With some substantial information backed up on my theory. Okay. In the non-Herbie division... Sure. My top seed is Danny Wildenacki, and it's not even close. Wow. You added a letter to the end of her name, Danny? which is weird. Dan- no, yeah. Th- that's an excellent call, Nate. That's an excellent call. Like, the woman's played football. Yes. That's that. That's my argument. She does, like, the, the woman- tough mutter things in, yep. like, for fun. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. she, she is that weekend for warrior fun. while also working on the weekend. Yeah. That's a great oh, see, call. That sounds horrible. So yeah, yeah, that's a great. That's fair. She's so nice online. I didn't know that about her. So that I think no, that's, she's hit. I think she's that's hit people. Fair. Hit people yeah. with pads, helmets, yep. uniforms, the whole thing. Sure, she's hit people. Yep. Who? Who? Can I flip this around? Who's the first person to die? It's me. <laughs> Them hands are made for typing. <laughs> yep. Yep. Now uh, I would. I would, be, I would be already be guy, like guys. Guys, like if I was, let's if, not fight, guys. If I was picked, I would already be pinning my letter to Holly, dearest, <laughs> dearest wife. If you're reading this, I have been, I have died, and you mail it to her. But like, you're not like, hey, yes. send this. If I die, you're like, hey, I'm dead. Just here you go. Honey. Just send it already. Like, send it. Like, <laughs> where's the bird? Burr. All right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> send it away. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny uh, there are well, answers to that stuff. that I'm afraid to give because uh, it, they're not on the show right now I don't know I don't, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't have like a definite answer in mind it's gotta be a TV person right <laughs> I feel like radio I feel like radio <laughs> and writers there's there's a scrappiness I think TV's too clean other than Danny wins and like so the TV group gets the victor but I, I think I think somebody in TV has to die first oh yeah I can see interesting. that interesting <laughs> interesting Tell me this off air, Josh. Nick Schaefer has yeah, twelve yeah, seconds. Is, we're gonna be, we're, Nick has twelve seconds. Uh, I would. Great I question. Thank you. I don't want to fight Nick. All right. Yeah, it, it is a great question, and we're gonna go out on that one. Uh, we have a lot of of Texans previewing that we will certainly be doing on Friday. So make sure you subscribe to the Athletic, uh, and you'll get that whole show will be Texans focused, and maybe maybe someone will tweet in their suggestions for the 
for the Hunger Games. Um, but if you uh, if you're looking for more stuff throughout the week, again, subscribe to the Athletic, and you're gonna get Nate's work and Seth's work that they tease. I'm gonna write something. I don't know what yet. I'll figure it out. It's Monday. I got time. And of course, you can follow all of us on Twitter at by Nate Taylor at Real MN Chiefs Fan at JB Brisker. You can tweet us using the hashtag Times Ours. Also at the Athletic KC. Um, now, Nate, I did see, I don't want to force your hand here on the outro, but I did see someone say that they don't like it when you do the high-pitched voice. Could you just give us an example of what that high-pitched voice is? Because I told them i tell you to stop. Coach, coach, nine miles, baby, nine miles. I had a whole off week, baby. I had a whole off week. I've been in a hot tub, sauna, ice cup. Give it to me, baby. Nine rounds, nine rounds, nine rounds. Nine rounds. How does anybody not love that? <laughs>